Gaming Today presents Cash Considerations. Welcome to the Cash Considerations podcast. Today is Thursday, July 9th. Oh, man. We got through the 4th of July, but we couldn't make it back to phase two or three. We're back to phase one. On the show, we're still in phase zero. That's what Mo's calling it, and that's what we're going to call it. Everything is the same for us. Uh, tonight, we got the boys all back. Last week, we had a little hiatus from Mo. Tonight, we welcome Mo. No video, audio-only feed at Heat These Takes. Mo, are you there? Yeah, man. I'm, you know, I'm still hanging out. I appreciate you guys taking me back. I obviously uh, had a small hiatus, but – I'm good. I'm fine, man. I'm glad to be back. Okay. And with you tonight um, on location is Alan Berg at Percent Berg. What's up, A.B.? Yeah, I'm here on location. <laughs> Video not working. So, but we're here, and that's what's important. We are here um, with video tonight. Down in my uh, lower left box here, we have Howard Barish. Uh, managing editor at Gaming Today, HB. What's up? I'm here. <laughs> uh, it's another week. Uh, everything's on the table, as we learn hour by hour, and uh, we try to press on no matter what. Every week you say everything's on the table. I'm tired of the fucking table. It's fucking full. I'm sick of it, but I get it. That's that's where we're at. Um, producing the show. And we're going to weigh in tonight, hopefully, uh, on some UFC. Our guy, I am Reynolds 2305. Reynolds, what's up? Oh, no. He's here. He's ready. So um, the show is at GT Cash Consider on Twitter. We picked up a couple new followers. Uh, we actually picked up a couple reviews. You guys are still listening to the show. We ain't got a minimal sports to talk about, but we keep showing up. We appreciate you guys showing up. So keep doing that. Um, I am Dave Sherapin at Sports BK Consig. Thank you guys for following along there. And um, format of the show tonight's going to be this. Um, we're just going to talk about what we got to talk about as far as this, you know, virus and things changing. We're just going to plow through it. And then we're going to talk about the sports that, you know, we can at least watch and bet on and, you know, enjoy for now. We can't go to a bar and have a drink, but we can watch sports on television. So that's where we're at. Uh, let's start off, boys. Uh, Mo, I'll, I'll go to you first because you guys at Circa, and I'm representing the brand right up here with my hat. Hopefully no doubt, I love okay. it. Yep. Always. Um, put up college football lines, and today we get a, you know – a WTF, like the kids like to call it, with college football. The Ivies canceled the whole season. They're going to play in the spring. The Big Ten is going to play conference only, all fall sports. You guys had a full board of lines, and you're a college football guy, Mo. What, how is your – what's your pain level at? <laughs> Man, it's a lot to ingest. Uh, <laughs> we're basically just trolling the market uh, with that right there. We already knew what was going to happen. So we were just kind of putting that out there for everyone to feel more pain, more than what we already feel. 
me personally. Um, yeah, you know, when we were putting it up yesterday and, uh, you know, we seen the Ivy League fall, uh, in which I, was, I thought it was odd because the Ivy League was the first uh, conference to fall uh, last year when March Madness fell apart. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I was like, yeah, this seems pretty brutal. But I don't just, know. I mean, just it was for the kinda... record, you just said it last year, but it, it feels like a year. It, uh, well, it, it hasn't been a year. But, yes, I understand what you're saying. Well, remember, uh, they're smarter than everyone. Exactly. Yeah, that's – yeah, perfect. Perfectly put there, my friend. Uh, yeah, you know, we just wanted to show that people uh, – because we didn't really have much college football stuff out anyway. A lot of people had their season wins, in which we already knew it was going to be kind of brutal to uh, put stuff like that out. Uh, but just to have week one out seemed like a pretty good idea, obviously, before today. Um, but, yeah, you know, we were happy for, you know, what the people thought when they seen the numbers. Everyone had an opinion. Um, you know, we're still going to go strong. We just turned off the games, obviously, that uh, that are the non-conference games, but we'll, we'll still be rolling through it. Uh, we'll figure right. out some other stuff to do in a couple of weeks. Um, HB, you're a Pac-12 guy, um, and, you know, you may be headed down to ASU, uh, you know, in a, another month or so. What, what do you think of all this? I think they'll follow suit with the other big conference, with the Big Ten, and only play in-conference games. Travel is the problem, especially yeah. with out-of-conference. Um, you know, we really didn't sit back and think about referees that are in their 50s and 60s, you know, guys that may not want to be around 100 college kids. You know, they talked about professors the last week or so in some of the bigger publications around the country. A lot of these tenured professors don't want to go to the school and teach. Oh, they want to do everything virtually. Uh, I don't know. I have kids. Uh, virtual learning is tough, especially their younger ones. I mean, I think in college, if, if you can get by. It's still not the same experience. And, I mean, uh, I, I don't Plus, know what you're going to do. The other thing is people sometimes don't realize or understand putting on a big time college football game or an NFL game, especially, but even a college game that's on PAC 12 network or ABC, the amount of people that it takes production wise and operation wise is close to a thousand. Yeah. It's hundreds. Yeah. It's hundreds. It's, it's, it's hundreds. And they, they're not all local. Everybody comes in. Right. You so know? all so of the logistics it's, it's, associated it's, it's, with that, is, you know, these yeah. things now that we took for granted come into play. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's, it's crazy. And it, it just – I don't know what – like you said, they're going to follow suit. And, you know, we do the show every week on Thursday. We've been recording it. Now, uh, what are we going to talk about next week? Probably the shortened college football season, the maybe no college football season. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I know that the conference thing, it makes a lot of sense in that everyone will be doing the same thing. The Big Ten will test all the same. The Pac-12 will test all the same. Like, they'll be – ideally, they'll work it that way if they're going to play. The SEC, you just get a feeling they're just going to do whatever they want to fucking do. That The SEC just feels like it's the Wild West and, you know, they're going to play. They, crop. they don't care about anything. They don't. They don't, Mo. You're right. I mean, they just don't. So They come right from the NASCAR race to see the that's, football. That's it. Boom. Then we're already in. Now we're rolling. Now let's not get political. Let's get Please. the weekend going. 
Oh, NASCAR. We're not talking NASCAR this week. I don't want to talk about NASCAR. I don't want to talk about any of that. Uh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Six Russian table tennis players cannot be bet on anymore. Yeah. They, uh, somebody caught on. Stunner. Did you see that from Purdom? Yeah. Somebody caught on to that. Um, and And Colorado's involved. New Jersey was involved. Somebody, one of these. Somebody integrity units said you can't take bets on that shit anymore. So you probably should have never taken bets on it to start. But <laughs> you know, everybody needs action, and you know we're trying to generate business. So yeah, let's take Russian ping pong. Bets. Kosmonomov had a six serve. <laughs> he was a beast. <laughs> uh, I all right. Well, I don't know if there's going to be college football or not. We'll. We'll just There's going to be college football, Dave. You think I there prom- is? I promise you. I promise all of you guys. The MAC. Gonna MAC is going to go on. The MAC has to go on. They play on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. That's, That's your problem. Days. Those are the only days that matter. I hear Miami, Ohio is in good shape. Oh, the <laughs> Miami University. Them and Toledo both. All right, let's swing it. Oh, man. Um, soccer. I- I'll just – I mean, you know – AB's not a not a uh, college football guy, but I know he's a soccer guy. He watches it. He made lines for goddamn MLS, which started. A couple teams have already dropped out. They got the virus. The, you know, the Rona took them out. So now there's 24 instead of 26. They're playing in front of empty places down in Orlando. What do you think, AB? Are you one? Are you watching it? Two? Are you betting it? And three? Are you? Seeing anything in the European League, whether it's the English Premier, the Italy League, the La Liga, whatever, that anyone listening to this podcast should start looking for? Um, at this point in time, no. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I'm thrilled there's anything on television when it comes to any type of live sports. So, hats off to everyone for getting it going. Um, as far as MLS goes, I mean, I need to see a little bit of on-field action before I'm willing to try to bet something. So, to the people who are just firing away, bless <laughs> them all. But, uh, yeah, I need, to, I need to kind of see what these teams look like before I'm, I'm willing to back somebody. But chances are I'm going to end up with a future at some point on one of these teams to win this, you know, really? world-style tournament. Okay. Um, I, I think – it's going to um, – it's generating interest, I can tell you that. I don't know if it's going to generate the type of interest that, the you know, the established leagues uh, across the pond are, but if it's on ESPN, people are going to bet it. So, for anyone listening, I, I mean, we can't give you – like, you know, A.B. said he likes to watch it and, and have an opinion. There's a lot of people betting it that aren't watching it and don't have an opinion. Literally, it goes for everything. But yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, and, and we're going to get to that next. Even um, you know, with the golf, they're just betting it. Like they're just. I. I and again, it's it, there's no insight. There's no no one knows anything. Um, it's very interesting. And again, like you said with the soccer, we were talking off the air about the three ways. Man. I don't know about you, but when you see a draw, you just know it's a winner for the book, don't you? Oh, it's in, it's insane how you can't get bets on draws. Like, <laughs> like you could be 
five cents higher than the world, and it just still seems like there's no one out there willing. Like, and as a better, I I think you'd want to take that two two and a half to one every time. You're always getting you're always getting the best value on the draw. Always, like in town, doesn't matter. Pretty much any shop you go to, you're gonna get the best value on the draw. Arsenal's up 1-0 with 86 with four minutes to go. 86 minutes in yesterday, it ends up a draw. Right, right. Oh, injury time is the biggest scam going. Um, <laughs> somebody just says, "Yeah, there's seven minutes. Put it on the clock," and then they wait until somebody scores. I can't believe how many goals are scored in injury time, dude. It, there was there was 12 minutes today in in uh, I yeah. think the Tottenham game, and I I, I uh, sent Jeff an email. I said, "Did someone die?" Yeah, someone it was like died. 12 minutes. Yeah, I seen someone that like. Oh, you seen it? Stretcher out on the field. Oh, okay. I was and, like, it had to be. Well, we needed to draw, so I was like. <laughs> They're just running this shit out. And in uh, I who Tottenham was playing. I think maybe it was Bournemouth, but um, there Sounds was a goal. Right. They scored a goal, but it was a handball. Oh, VAR. So, yeah. Armenia. Well, so I went back. So I was like, all right, this is fucked up. Bro. Yeah. But when it went, because I didn't realize how much time elapsed when the guy died. Yeah. But you didn't die, but right. We, we I seen the point. twelve minutes and yeah. I turned that TV off. I said, Ain't no motherfucking way anybody can watch this. I've right never now. in my life seen twelve minutes. Well, no, ever. That's no, the I, longest injury time I've ever heard. Twelve right. minutes. Not only do we need Tottenham, but they they just got a goal, a goal scored against them. Right, right. Gets called back. Yeah. Now there's twelve more minutes. Yeah, in the game. yeah. We're done here. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done watching this game. Mo, you know what else is done? You talking that far away from the mic. I need you closer <laughs> to the mic. You got to get closer to the goddamn mic. You see Reynolds over there. He wants to come through the screen and say, Mo, get closer to the mic. So I already sent him I sent him a private message, so I'm glad that you uh, put him on blast. Fair oh. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, you got to put Mo on blast sometimes, especially when he's, you know, on location and not, you know, sitting down in a, with a seatbelt in front of a microphone like we have to have him. Oh man, disrespectful! Jesus, you got you can handle the heat, bro. Come on, you're a young kid. You got your fucking mask on. You should have your mask on too. I don't know what that is. All right, fair enough. <laughs> um, boys, golf. We've been talking about golf every single week, and we've been talking about the Thursday leader, and we've been basically, you know. Um, when people get to the show, it's probably too late, but we're giving them who's not going to win the tournament. Um, we've been consistent now the last couple of weeks with giving out the right guys that aren't going to win. I think we're hitting at a 95% clip right now of who's not going to win. We should be bragging on Twitter. Yeah. Other people can brag on Twitter. We don't really have to do that. I'm kidding. No, come on. <laughs> there was hurt. There was hurt there. A lot of animosity. Um, <laughs> wish I could see those two faces. Um, <laughs> the video is not working. It's audio only. For the listeners who are listening, audio only. We, we're on video as well on YouTube, um, except tonight we don't have ABMO on the video. Um, so golf this week, the field was better. They're at the uh, Memorial in Columbus. Um, there was a lot of – Bets spread out more. Like last week, it was all Bryson DeChambeau. Who, HB, is he on weights, do you think? No, just a lot of protein and weights. Protein and weights. Yeah, I don't think he'd do – I mean, there's so much testing these days. Unless you got something that can beat it. I mean, maybe I'm naive, but I don't think so. I don't know. He's 27. I mean, his body can handle this. Right. Well, 
he took the week off, so spread the bets around. Uh, Justin Thomas ended up being like the betting favorite. So leading right now, Morikawa shot 65 today. He's minus seven. Mo, is he going to win the tournament? Yes or no? He has a one-stroke lead. Where's Adam Hadwin at? Is he still involved here? Or? He is one stroke back at minus six. Morikawa ain't winning shit. <laughs> there it is. Matsuyama's going to be involved. Take that to the bank. Matsuyama's eight to one right now. Justin Thomas is six to one. Morikawa is five to one. Who do you got of those three? Of who? Which three? Can you repeat that? I apologize. Morikawa, five to one. Justin Thomas, six to one. Matsuyama, eight to one. Oh, man. Every time, I feel like any time I ever like talk shit about Justin Thomas, he smokes. I mean, as in he does good. But Matsuyama, I, I got to ride with Matsuyama until it's over. I have okay. to do it. I'm not sure. I can't believe Dave didn't hit you with, listen to the show, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> Go way back. I already you know, buried him because he wasn't close to the mic. I didn't want to take shots. <laughs> hey, Alan. Yo. Wouldn't kill you guys to send me over the matchups so I could put them on Twitter. Ooh. Ooh. I'm, not, I'm not the golf guy. You should have been sending the matchups, too. <laughs> the show is nothing but personal heat tonight. Like, this, <laughs> this, is, just, like, this is just, like, flat out, like, just, like, this is very friction-y. <laughs> residual effect of the pandemic. We're all yeah. at our wit's end. Collateral damage. <laughs> Everybody is at their wit's end. A.B., last week you, uh, you dipped your toe in the water and bet some guys golfing. Did you do it again this week? I did not. I fit uh, due to uh, a juicy field price that I found later in the week. I ended up with the golfer that finished third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. It can't be real. Wow. Yeah. Is that real? That's real. Real talk. Yeah. This is the Rocket Mortgage. Yes. Holy yeah. shit. Hey, speak, speaking of matchups, I was listening to a show this morning with our friend Bill Krakenberger, and he was saying that any time in a matchup in a particular round that someone's plus two to one or more, it's value. Oh, without a doubt. For a one-round matchup? Yes. Yeah, you, you don't see them very often. We've been putting them up, actually, and I can't believe how much action we're getting on them, considering we are only open in three books and um, half of our regular customers don't have money in their accounts and don't bet. But um, the one-day matchups, it's very, very difficult – Last week, DeChambeau was minus $3, and he won his head-to-head matchup, whoever he was against. But in general, yes, you're right. There's uh, extreme value. Anything plus two to one is really good. You usually don't see anyone more than minus 180, to be honest, in a, in a one-round matchup. Too much can happen. and They're going to shoot within two or three strokes of each other at most if the matchup's set right. So, right. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, so AB doesn't have any golf. I'll say, uh, Morikawa doesn't win. Um, I don't know who's going to win, but I didn't look further than those guys. So I just wanted to mention that because we have some people that play golf, watch golf and bet golf that listen to the show. And they were actually highly amused and actually, uh, mentioned that it was pretty good that AB was betting it, but he didn't know who his guys were when we asked him. I don't have that guy. I don't have that guy. I, yeah, that guy. So, I don't know who the other guys are, but uh, let's move on. UFC, boys. This is it. Uh, now we're talking. 
<laughs> this is this is a, a big deal. Abu Dhabi. Yeah, it's Spite Island. It's you know you guys know it's like maybe it's overhyped or whatever because you guys are fight guys, but um, I'll just we'll start with you, Reynolds. The card looks pretty good to me, but again, I'll defer to you. As far as the overall card, do you like it? Do you not like it? And um, where where do you stand just with that initially? I mean, the card, I think, is getting overvalued. I thought somebody said a few weeks ago, they were like, this is one of the greatest cards of all time. I was like, it's not better than UFC 249, you know, two months ago. Uh, it's still a strong card because all three title fights have some interest. You have Volkanovski and Holloway, the rematch. You know, I know Volkanovski's camp, his coach had made an interesting comment about there not being enough time for Max Holloway to make adjustments. It was such a smart tactical fight. How does that play out? Is Holloway able to make the adjustments? He's training on only on Zoom. You know, how is that going to affect? Then you got Peter Jan and Jose Aldo. You know, Aldo doesn't belong in the fight from a, a merit standpoint as far as he lost his first fight down in the division. Jan looks like a, an absolute force at 135 pounds. And then the main event got upgraded six days ago, or not six days ago, uh, you know, whatever, five days ago. On six days' notice, Jorge Masvidal steps in because of the positive uh, COVID-19 uh, test for Gilbert Burns, and you get a much better marketable fight. And this is a rare case of a win-win for Masvidal and the UFC. Wow. And you're not really one to quickly give them credit or say that something has worked out, but that's – that's very interesting. It sure seems like the hype is there. A.B., um, did you write a column this week on the uh, – you did write a column, right? Cover. Oh, yeah. You gave him the cover. Oh, man. Yeah. I love the yeah. The digital <laughs> edition of the Gaming Today will feature our own uh, at Percentberg, Allenberg, with his column on the UFC. Where are you at with this um, card and your initial thoughts before we actually dive into a couple of the fights? I'm excited for the card. Uh, the The main event's really priced very well. Um, I don't think you're going to get a whole lot of value betting on either guy. Um, from what I've seen behind the counter, uh, the the squares love Masvidal, but I, we've had some sharp bets as well on Masvidal. So uh, I've seen a little bit early on Usman, but the guys who bet on Usman at minus 300 are, are a little sick at the moment, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. One of those classic, you know, misjudge the market. But respectfully, one of those guys came back on him again, and that's that's my type of guy. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, are any of the other fights other than the, the last three worth mentioning as far as a betting standpoint from either one of you where, I mean, I don't know, Van Zant is like a huge dog. Um there's another fight that's like minus 180. I don't know. Does anything jump out to you? Otherwise, I'm going to just talk about the Aldo, uh, Yan fight, the Volkanovski, Holloway, and Usman and Masvidal. I personally didn't see anything uh, under Cardish that I'm like super crazy about. Um, the one fight I do like, it's a little chalky, is uh, one of the ones you're about to talk about. So Okay. Reynolds, anything for you? Women's fights, anything jump out or, or just go right to the main three? Uh, I mean, just really quickly, because uh, Rose Namahunas and Jessica Andrade is a, a pretty good fight because the last time they fought, 
Rose Namahunas beat the hell out of Jessica Andras for about eight minutes. I mean, it was the best she has ever looked. She was precise. She was accurate. She was devastating. And then she got slammed on her goddamn head and knocked the hell out. And to me, it's kind of crazy that Andras is plus 180 when she possesses that kind of power. So I like Rose Namahunas a lot. I just think that Wait, 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 wait. So that's this is a rematch, and the one that lost is a minus $2 favorite? Yes. Wow. Okay. That's I mean, great. Look, skill-wise, Rose Namahunas is worlds better than Jessica Andros. Jessica Andros is just an absolute beast. That's the, that's the difference in this fight. And she got destroyed by Zhang Wei Li when she lost the title. So I think that's probably why some of the, the number is inflated. But okay. to, to me, it's, I don't know, that's just too big a, too big a price on Namahunas, given that it can end in an instant. Okay. All right. Um, well, that's good stuff. Um, if, if you guys, you know, pay attention to that, um, that's Andrade and what's, how do you say her last name? Rose Namahunas? Namahunas and Andras. Namahunas and Andras. Okay. So value there, Andras. Actually going to be looking forward to watching that one. Um, all right. So the last three fights on the card, Jan and Aldo first. Minus two forty plus two dollars. A B seems a little steep, and I can tell you this from what I've seen. They're taking um, actually both guys on this one. This is this is pretty more even than the other two that we'll get to. You seeing anything here or like anything um, with this one? Yeah, I've seen bets um, on both sides of this one. Um, I really like Peter Yawn. I actually think he's going to piece up Aldo in this fight. Um, I, I just – I don't know. There's something about Aldo to me right now. I think Marias was really close to, you know, landing one more shot, and I think he could have probably finished Aldo. And then Aldo just kind of, you know, outsmarted him with veteran tactics and won that fight. Um, but he didn't uh, get the decision. Um you know, I, I don't know. I think that – I think Peter Yawn's like – I think he's a special – like, I just think he's a special guy on the feet, and I think that that will give Aldo a lot of problems. Agree or disagree, Reynolds? Uh, I actually like Aldo. Like, I think there's good value on him because I think he's a cleaner striker than Peter Yawn is. Peter Yawn's like a super aggressive dude, and he hits pretty hard. Not like to anything that's too outstanding, but I haven't really been impressed with anything I've seen him in the cage at least. I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think his best win is Uriah Faber, who is coming out of retirement. So, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does against Aldo, but I thought Aldo was going to get destroyed against Marais, coming down to 135. He was always a bad cut down, down to 145, so to take 10 more pounds, he looked awful in the lead-up to the, uh, the fight on the scale. And then he, he put on a brilliant performance. And I thought Marais still won the fight. I thought he took it late. But the fact that he stood there with one of the best in the world at 135 pounds, I think Aldo deserves a lot of credit. Again, he doesn't belong in this fight based purely on merit. He's coming straight off a loss. But I think he's got the skills to beat, and I think he's going to have the speed on Peter Yon. Wow. All right. I'm not, it's not like a guarantee. I just think that right. there's value on Aldo there. Boys disagree a little bit there. Um, the co-main event, I guess, we'll call it Volkanovski and Holloway. Uh, we got minus 210 plus 180 on this one. 
And I was tempted to go back down to $2 today with uh, the favorite because we, usually these things, and it has happened in the past couple of weeks with the, uh, the fights that were at the apex, the parlay liability was rolling to the favorite. This parlay liability is all on Holloway. Um, whether it's a fan favorite, public favorite, public dog, I mean, I'm not sure. AB, are you guys seeing like that? We're, I mean, we have an overwhelming amount of bets on Holloway on this fight. Yeah, it's been pretty steady Holloway. Um, the, there, was er, there was a lot of early steam when uh, he revealed to the media that uh, he hadn't got to do any sparring and he hadn't done any training uh, other than through Zoom. So I think that that's where like a lot of the guys move the number. So now I think it's just basically the market's correcting itself for the most part. Um, I thought that fight was very close. I thought Volkanovski won the first fight, but I question whether or not he can do exactly what he did last time with just a bunch of leg kicks to keep Max off balance. So I thought the line's a little, a little steep on Holloway. I'd like to get over $2 if I was going to back him. Um, but that's one where if, depending on what happens with the line, I may get involved with like Holloway by decision or something of that nature. And, you know, you guys can, you can find, if you're in town in Vegas listening to the show, different apps um, between Caesars and Circa, you guys got the five ways, you got decisions and different things like that. There's a lot of options. Reynolds, you see this fight um, going a certain way, and, um, you know, the total is four and a half over minus 220. Yeah, that's right. That's it, – it's going over automatically, right? Uh, I mean, I would think so. I mean, that's just the way Volkanovski fights, and Max Holloway's always been a guy. He's, tie, he's tied with Yoel Romero and Randy Couture for most third-round finishes of all time, so he's a guy that puts it on you late, and he was coming alive in the later rounds in the first fight with Volkanovski. I know uh, he says that he broke his hand, so that was part of the reason why he stepped off, and he, was, he also had a lead on the scorecards. I just think, to me – Volkanovski is just one of the smartest fighters out there. He has brilliant game plans. He has great tactics. And it's not always the most fun thing to watch, but, I mean, he's just so strategic and so good at implementing what he wants to do. Look at the fight that he fought Aldo and won a decision in Brazil as a case in point on that. And then, I mean, just a great job in the fight with, to nullify Holloway for, you know, a majority of that fight. I, to me – I just think that there's too much – there's not enough time, as Eugene Behrman, the coach for Volkanovski, said, for Holloway to make any kind of real adjustments. And then the world has changed too much for Holloway to get any kind of real training in, saying that he hasn't done any sparring. That might be somewhat of a benefit because Holloway's taken so much damage in his last five, six fights. But I just don't know how you can prepare for a guy like Volkanovski without doing any actual live training. Mo, have you seen any – you guys are taking, you know, big limits. You got your boy uh, Kalikas now, you know, man in the ship a lot of times with the uh, UFC. You guys see an action um, this early, you know, in the week, or is it all day of or weekend action? No, we've seen some pretty decent action early. Um, I think Alan, uh, you know, was talking about that Volkanovski uh, deal when Holloway was talking about his camp, so – you know, we've seen uh, uh, our share of um, Holloway bets already as the market came back. 
Uh, and then obviously a lot of the Masvidal money that's been coming back. We've seen a lot of that coming in too. So, uh, yeah, you know, our limits are pretty decent <laughs> to say the yeah. least. So, uh, you know, from a, a lot of the familiar names that me, you, and, and Alan know of, you know, a lot of these guys get dimes on, on you know, on some sides that are, uh, you know, pretty decent for us. Uh, action that we actually like to see, not action that we don't like to see. Right. Um, so, yeah, you know, uh, we're ra we raised them today. They're going to be a little bit better tomorrow. But we, we see quite a bit of action on the, on the UFC stuff, man. UFC is king right now at Circa. I think everyone would say for the most part. More than golf? Soccer's coming close. <laughs> but, but UFC is, like, is ahead by, you know, a couple points. Is it the new NFL by chance? Oh, man. Now, UFC is the NFL right now at Circa. <laughs> UFC is the NFL, NFL at Circa. Soccer's it's coming in. Soccer's my NFL right now. Oh, well, it's taking a <laughs> golf, so that's good. Um, well, the main event is, is you know, Reynolds, you, you said it best. I mean, it kind of got improved. It's marketable. It's Masvidal is a complete freaking maniac. And a lot of people want to see him fight. Um, a lot of people are betting him, boys. A lot of people are betting him. This is another fight where the quantity of bets, um, man, it's, uh, this one is, I think even more for us on the dog, which again, sometimes happens early. We're down to minus two forty, minus uh, plus two dollars. Reynolds, does this guy have a shot, or is Usman just that much better? I think Usman is that much better, but Masvidal has a shot. I mean, this is almost a little bit similar to what I was saying about Gaethje and that I think his, his best shot comes really, really early. Uh, I mean, I doubt it's going to be like a Ben Askren fight where he throws the flying knee, you know, and lands it five seconds in. Uh, he's not going to be able to have that kind of timing. But I, I just – Kamaru Usman has fought one dumb fight in his – I think it's 11 fights in the UFC right now. Uh, and that was against Colby Covington, who he was pissed off at, and he fought angry, and he still won that fight. Right. And he was still able to charge forward in the fifth round. So to me, he's got the better cardio. He's been training. He's been training in Denver with Justin Gaethje because he left his Florida camp because him and Gilbert Burns were not necessarily teammates, but they trained at the, uh, the same place. Right. So he's trained with Gaethje, putting it on each other. There was video of them having an unreal sparring session. In elevation, he was training? Yep. So he already had great conditioning. He's an absolute grinder. He can wrestle. He can strike. And Masvidal, you know, he's a guy that, like, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, to be honest with you. Like, he's a, he's a good fighter, but he's, he's a 155er. And this run that he's on, he knocked out Darren Till. Great. Darren Till's now fighting at 185 and struggled more with his weight cut than he did actually to fight at 170. His best win was against a bloated Donald Cerrone. Bloated's a little unfair. But Cerrone's a 155er as well. Then he knocks out Askren with like a one in a million shot within five seconds. They fight that time, that fight ten times. That doesn't happen the other nine times. And then he fought Nate Diaz, right? Nate Diaz is another 155er. Nate Diaz is a guy that was career 500 at welterweight. You know, what is, his, what is the his weight they're fighting at this fight? What is the weight? 170 pounds. That's welterweight. And Nate Diaz's wins at welterweight in the UFC were all against lightweights. Conor McGregor, Anthony Pettis, and uh, I'm missing the third one. Not important. I'll come up with it later. Do so you like Usman? 
I think Usman, I mean, like, there's just too many things in Usman's favor for me to make an argument against Masvidal outside of a flashy technique early. A.B., I don't want to spoil the column. I want everyone to go to the digital edition (laughs) of the gaming today. Appreciate that. Yes, absolutely. That would make Howard very happy as well as the rest of us. I mean, you know, it's there available, all the articles. Guys are doing a great job, HB, with that. It's been really – I spend my Fridays at work actually reading a lot of the articles and stuff. Um, A.B., where are you at with this main event? Well, you know, it's like I, like I try to teach in the articles. It's you can't just bet who you think is going to win. That, that does not work out long term. The idea is, is you want to concentrate on what the prices are. And, you know, if, if, there's a, if there's a shop that gives you Usman at like $1.90, $1.85, it's probably Man, worth laying. Thing. It's probably worth getting on at that point. Um, I'm a, as big of a Masvidal fan as there is right now. I, I hope, and I'm sure Dana White hopes, he knocks this kid out because he's got the personality of a cactus. But, you know, the, the thing is, is that it's still, it's still a fight game and, and, the, and the better fighter's going to win. And, and Reynolds hits it right on the head when it's, you know, Masvidal has to land something early that really can change the dynamic of the fight. And if he doesn't, it's probably Usman just wrestling to death like an old GSP fight. Oh. So, you know, that, that's probably what we're getting. I, I do think there is there's a little bit of me that worries about laying the price with Usman because of the fact that he really seems like he wants to make a statement in this fight and prove that he's a main event money guy. And when guys start to worry more about that than winning, that's how they lose. So, you know. Uh, we'll see what happens, but on the on the current number that it's at right now, it's a total pass for me. Would you would you lean one way or the other with the total four and a half under? You guys got it minus one forty five. We got. Minus I'd probably go. I'd probably go over because over? you're getting plus money on a guy that like Masvidal. I just don't see Usman finishing him, and if Masvidal gets him, he's probably going to get him early, and you're not going to really sweat that total. So you take the plus money. Hope that Masvidal doesn't land something massive in the first two rounds, and you're probably going to get to the window. There you go. All right. Well, that's Saturday. Uh, what time do those fights start, boys, uh, on Saturday? Like, what, what time is the main event going to be? It should, be it should be the normal. You'll have the prelims at 5 o'clock, go until 7 on ESPN. Pay-per-view starts at 7. Main, uh, main event probably hits the cage, I don't know, around uh, 9 o'clock. Oh, really? Wow. Abu Dhabi 10 or 11 hours ahead? You know what? Well, I believe it's. I believe they're catering to the U.S. market on this, but I'll look it up. Wow. Okay. I didn't know the times haven't been set yet as far as what I look at every day. So I was just curious if you knew. But that's Saturday. Um, I think it's may it may start a little earlier, but you know, for the listeners, um, just you got some good information there to make plays. Um, yeah, the, the list thing I'm looking at says uh, main car starts at 7 p.m. And everything I've wow. read this week is them is them catering. This isn't like when uh, UFC 242, the last time they were in Abu Dhabi, where it was like 11 o'clock in the morning start time out here in the West. Wow. Well, so they'll be fighting yeah. Sunday morning there early. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wonder if that'll have any effect. Um, well, speaking of effect, we're, we're back to phase one starting tomorrow. Um, I don't even know where, where do you go with this HB where, where do where do we go right now like 
because we can, after tonight or tomorrow, you can't go to a bar and have a drink. You'll be drinking in restaurants only or out on your back porch having some wine. Well, if we – if the numbers are accurate and there's great concern because the reopening here June 4th uh, caused – a lot of infection, and, and look, that's up for debate. That's not something we're gonna do here. But if it is in fact the case, I think this was the first defensive move as opposed to closing the casinos completely. I think that is the last you know, thing they wanna do, anybody wants to do. They yeah. instituted the mandatory masks this past week. Now they're gonna try to curtail the social settings where people are close and face to face. And they hope that that works between the mandatory masks and the bars and basically the 50% occupancy in the restaurants and encouraging people to dine outside, even though Sunday it's going to be a fucking 114 degrees. 114. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We're I think eat outside when it's 114. That's what I saw tonight on the local news, 114 for Sunday. <laughs> um, I, I think that's the, the state's defensive move right now between the, the masks and the, the bars. Um, I think closing the casinos would have been super extreme and, 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 and an extraordinary event, um, yeah. personally. Would no politics, just, just nice. an observation. Yep. Um, I go to an office every day now. I'm not actually in a casino. The boys – still walk through the casino to get to the areas they got to get to and stuff. They're still out roaming around sometimes. This is going to put a little crimp in uh, some things that our boy Mo may want to do or does or hang out. What are you thinking, Mo? I mean, you know, it's bad enough the pain of college football, but how, what's your pain for phase one? Very good question. I feel like I was living somewhat of a better life health-wise when I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> That's just a personal thing, by the way. But Alvarez quote. <laughs> I don't make the board. Yep. I can't uh, – I don't know. I can't imagine what it would be like, you know, um, you know, if sports, you know, or just the casinos in general go back down. Uh, not just for my livelihood, but for everyone that's in the city. You know, not to get on that type of topic, but – Yep. I'm going to be hurt, man. Obviously, like any, all of us that are doing this show are going to be crushed. And um, I'll be fine, Mo. I'm just, My life doesn't change, so I'll, I'll be fine. You're not going to – you'll be involved. I'll make sure you're involved, Reynolds. Um, but, yeah, you know, I'm hoping for the best. I'm super optimistic, man, you know. Uh, even yeah, though, it, you know, the light seems pretty fucking dim at this point, but, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for the best. I'll say what I say every week. I think it's super important for the NBA to start. They were the first Somebody. to shut down. What's that? Somebody's got to start, whether it's they, them, NHL, so they, they, they got to start. But especially the start. NBA. I just think it's got a much bigger significance. The stars of the league are much bigger, and it would be a message. If LeBron and all those guys go out and they start playing, I think it'll set the tone for the other sports. NHL seems like they haven't said anything. They're ready to play under any conditions. It's the only sport I know that hasn't said anything. Yeah, they're keeping they're keeping very quiet up north, and um, you know they. Isn't that them schedule. always? You never know the injuries. You never know what they're up to. 
You have no Secret idea. Secret Society of the Ice. They're going to play six games a day, staggering the times. That's going to be – it's going to be uh, very interesting betting-wise, watching-wise. Booking is going to be wild. It's going to be fantastic. That's – I'm actually – Is that, that going to be like March Madness? Now, like I don't know what I'm doing. Yes. Yes. It's going to be staggered throughout the day. There's going to be just a game, two hours, game, two hours, game, two hours. The whole day, six days – or six games a day every day until, you know, they start narrowing down, eliminating teams. It's going to be great. Those hockey totals are going to be wild. Yeah, they will be pretty sick. Yeah, it's going to be uh, – Four and a half for those day games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be playing at uh, noon in uh, Edmonton. I can't yeah. wait to negotiate splits. <laughs> it's going to be my favorite part of the day. Well, what do you think we should do? I don't know. Yeah. Just move it to five. <laughs> Just move it, yeah. Under minus one fifty. Just get off it. Get off it. That's it. Um. All right, boys. That's that's pretty much it. That's uh all I got. You know, we've been doing the show again. Uh, I gotta wait and see what the schools are gonna do. Um, you know, two days a week in person, and then maybe or online only. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. But before we go, everybody gets uh, – if you want a minute, you can take it. I'll start with you, Howard. Anything where, you, where you're at right now on July 9th, and we're looking at, like you said, 114 for the weekend in outdoor dining only. Where, you got anything for anybody with that orange shirt on? Nah, just hunker down and keep your distance. Be smart, wear a mask, and hopefully we get to July 23rd and they say play ball on the Diamonds. Whew. Absolutely. Baseball. Actually, yeah, baseball's first. Baseball's definitely first. Yeah. Um, Mo, sign, sign, your, sign yourself off here. Anything? I didn't get to say anything last week, obviously, because, um, you know, I was busy – being reckless, but um, to anyone out there that's listening, um, which is very important to me, um, Cam Newton went to the Patriots, so they're never going to lose. Like, everything I ever said about the Patriots is still good up to this moment. So I don't think I was going to bring some bullshit to you. The Patriots are still going to – they're going to win the AFC East, and they're going to be battling for the Super Bowl. I don't care if football happens or not. It's, it's, that's still involved. If it doesn't happen, do they get it? The Patriots should win by default. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Just want to clear that up. And that was a political move, but that's another show. <laughs> that's another. I know, I know what they're up to. That's a that's a tease. We'll work on that for next week. Hey Mo, if they do win and don't play, it'll be a happy ending for their owner. Oh man. Oh, cha-ching. That was written like three weeks ago, Howard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that joke was written three weeks at least. Uh, maybe last year. Oh, I'm okay with that. I'm all right with last year. <laughs> A.B., what do you got on the way out? Um, I'm just hoping to see Jorge Masvidal baptize this kid because I think that's just great business because that's what I'm all about when it comes to the UFC, and Reynolds will agree with that. Very good. Um, come here. Kendall wants to say hello again. Hi, Kendall. Kendall. Hey, Kendall. Look at that. Last time she lost a tooth, she was on the show. 
Absolutely. Actually, she lost her second tooth, and she's still looking for Mo. That's still money. She's still looking for Mo. So smile. Show everybody your teeth. There you go. Right. Tell her you're in line with like five of the people I owe. Yeah. She, Mo, Mo gets on the O's list now. You're Tell your dad it should have been a $20 oh. bill. <laughs> oh, um, I'm oh, going to hurt me. I'm going to leave man. you guys with this. Uh, I don't know where Joe LMB got that hazmat suit. Um, for as tall as he is and big as he is. But if we go back to real phase one, I'm getting one. And I'm just going to go out in it, whether it's go to work or go to the grocery store or, or whatever. I'm just going to get one of those hazmat shoot, suits because they look very comfortable. And, you know, between that and the mask, it'll probably turn some heads. So, See the video of the guy at Costco in Florida? No. That ended up getting fired? No. Yeah, he was, wasn't wearing a mask, and somebody started breaking his balls, and they put him on video on the phone, and he flipped out. His company oh. fired him. Top producing insurance salesman. Wow. Yeah. That's no one's immune to it. Wear the goddamn mask. That's I lost his shit in the Costco uh, cashier line. Yeah. No, people are losing their shit all the time. If we keep doing the show here for another couple minutes, somebody, one of us might actually lose their shit. So. <laughs> I'm going to sign it off for the boys. Uh, we'll swing it around. Again, uh, we got Howard Barish at Gaming Today News. We got Motoy Pearson at He These Takes. We got Alan Berg at Percent Berg. And we got Reynolds. I am Reynolds 2305. Good stuff tonight, boys, with the UFC. You know, the rest of the stuff. Again. We'll see what happens. But, you know, for the show, it's at GT Cash Consider. For the uh, virtual edition of the gaming today, go online and read it. Alan's got the cover. Um, it's one of those ones where, man, I wish it was printed because I would get it and hold it up. And, and I hope and, this doesn't have, like, a gaming today jinx where Alan gets the cover and then all of a sudden, like, gets injured, blows out his ACL next week. Maddie cover jinx. <laughs> get relegated to page 18. Uh, you well you know maybe meach will be there or i don't know who's on yeah there. he'll be next to george epstein's poker column ah uh, all right well all in with, uh, when you got a pocket we love george way. by the way i think it's the only way all right that's it that's gonna do it have a good night uh have a good week follow the show rate review the show we'll talk to you guys next week enjoy ufc from fight island